Hello, welcome to Waiting for Game, a podcast presented by Melee Stats. I'm your host, Gimme Dat Wheat, and uh, today we are we are missing one of the best journalists in Melee. Obviously, Edwin Bunny is not here, and to make up for it, we decided to get two of the sickest Fox players out there. One who decides to put his sickness into uh, data collection, I guess, <laughs> and and uh, and little write-ups online, and one who puts it into, uh, I mean being one of the best players in the world. So, uh, Ambi, you're here today as, as the co-host, but of course we have, uh, as our guest today, we've got the world's best Canadian player, possibly. <laughs> Although this... Amsa <laughs> fucks player. that up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <whatever>. uh, <laughs> but we got one of the sickest players to do it. We've got Moki. Moki, what's up? What's up, man? I'm just, you know, I'm vibing, as they say. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm chilling. <laughs> True chilling episode. Last time we had you on, you, uh, you were with Blur... I would not call that a chilling episode. <laughs> I think we, we berated you and said that online doesn't count. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I'll, I'll never forget that. <laughs> well, if you if you remember before that, way back when, we did have you on uh, to talk about your run at Gommel. You know, you got top eight at Gommel. You beat Plup. I believe this was in, God, was this 2019? Um and yeah. uh yeah. yeah geez how time flies this is and uh here we are yet again another historic run from you and we're happy to get to talk to you so we're coming hot off of the heels of genesis 9 the probably biggest term of the year uh I believe 1200 people uh ended up attending for for melee in, in terms of singles and you of all the people you outplaced uh about 1200 <laughs> and 51 of them or whatever uh you placed third here so we're gonna talk a lot about what happened in genesis obviously you know jmook won cody had a big losers run thanks to, to, to you <laughs> you uh put him in losers <laughs> yes sir. but uh but before we get to any of that let's yeah let's get into uh to your run because i know that when we had our podcast last we talked about like who is the lowest seeded player who could win and all of our all the people who are on, we we said your name. Um, now I don't know how you feel about going to tournaments these days, your preparation. But what was it like uh, going to Genesis Nine? Uh, it was actually kind of funny because the week leading up to it, I was not happy with how I was playing at all. And uh, funnily enough, uh, <clears throat> it changed because I talked to Blur about some <laughs> stuff, and I got some Blur advice. And uh, because I remember I was, like, playing on stream, and I'm just mad. I'm, like, molding, playing awful. And then Blur, I was like, Blur is in chat. Help me out. And he gave me some advice. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And then it clicked that night. So I, I attribute my uh, my third place to Blur. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel pretty good about it, you know. <laughs> and going into it, I, it was weird because I felt really bad, and then I felt really good. And I don't know. It was a, It was strange. Blur advice is a scary thing. Uh, I talked to him at Genesis, and he is a very funny human being. I know how to butter him up. And I told him that uh, he's he's the reason why Kadoran is so good, because he can tell Kadoran ten things, and nine of them could be wrong. But Kadoran's smart enough to know what's wrong, and will take the <laughs> one thing that's good. And I think yeah. that that... Unfortunately, it does seem to work for everyone. He He's wrong in a lot of ways, but the uh, the very good players in the world know when he's right and that does seem to uh affect it but i would not say that blur was the reason you got third i feel like you you had a lot more going on um 
this was kind of a long time coming, you think, right? You you had a lot of different runs in the past, but weren't able to really put together. Was Did this feel any different than stuff in the past? I actually going into this, I, I feel like, especially like the last year, I had kind of like dreaded competition, like a little bit. I wasn't really excited going into most tournaments, but I was actually really stoked going into, uh, into Genesis because you could even see on my Twitter, I was posting like a lot of like really cringe motivational <laughs> things where I'm like, oh, you know, I figured this out and whatever. And I'm happy that like, I didn't just tweet those things and get like fucking like 65th or something because <laughs> now it looked pretty sick that I was tweeting out that stuff and I did well. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty stoked. I'm just trying to focus on, like, mindset stuff, honestly. Like, um, you know, like, not worry about, like, external stuff. Because I think that stuff usually bothers me a lot, whether it's, like, worrying about ranking stuff or worrying about, like, whatever. Or, like, you know, my flight goes off. And I think I'm the kind of person where I, like, dwell on that a lot. And it kind of, like, uh, disrupts my, like, ability to, to, I guess, play with a clear mind. And uh, I've been trying to get better at that. And that's been, like, the main goal. And I'm trying to, like, more specifically, like... I guess see competition like and winning I, I tweeted this out as well where I'm trying to see winning more so as like kind of like the consequence of the effort I put in into melee as opposed to like the goal because if it's the goal and I do bad I'm like well I just missed the goal and I am really upset so I was trying to just see it as like you know I've been putting effort in I'm just gonna try my best and then like go to square one and I was just trying to see it a lot more positively and that's been like uh yeah I, I think I'm, I was that's like the main change I was trying to make going to Genesis and uh you know luckily it <laughs> I feel like it worked quite a bit so yeah now I I don't want to well I kind of do I I, I kind of do want to take some sort of credit uh for not your success but because I think a lot of people were calling this um kind of like in the in a broader sense um but i want to have your opinion on it because when we did an episode after the ludwig smash invitational my mind was opened up by slugs run and i said there's no reason why we should not be acting like all these people can win majors Uh, i i think i specifically said there's no reason why slug cannot win a major i said there's no reason why you yourself cannot win a major uh and and i want your opinion on how you feel in terms of uh, how close you are to this, because I know that in terms of top players, there's a lot that you've, uh, you know, a lot of the big threats that are out there, you seem to have done pretty well against as of late. Um, How close do you are? Do you think you are to uh, achieving this goal? Um, I think I, any given day, I think I could win something. And I think, uh, I wouldn't want to compete if I didn't believe that as well too. Cause that's like a little (laughs) bit of hope, you know, I'm trying to win, but, uh, like, I think there's definitely matchups that are more hard for me. Like, it's I, I think it's, like, bracket-dependent, kind of. Not that I, I... Like, in my heart of hearts, I do think and I believe and I know that I can beat everybody. But there are people who are a hell of a lot harder to beat than others for me. Like, I think that the hardest for me are Zayn and Jmook, probably. Um, so I think if I were to get a bracket that, like, didn't have them in it, then my chances to win would probably be, like, a lot higher. And if I get them in it, they're lower, but still doable. Because that's my main goal, is to learn how to beat them. But, like, I think, um, I, I think, like, it's, yeah, it's, like, bracket dependent slash just how people are playing that day. Like, I'm not, like, the favorite to win, and I'm not, like, the next favorite, the next favorite, but, like, I could just show up and, and win, you know? So. Yeah, it's a different world than it used to be when it was, like, oh, these five people can win, but it's really just two of them that will win. Very, very different world. Ambi, I know uh, we did an article on MeleeStats.co where we talked about stuff like this. We talked about who can win majors 
Um, yeah, what was your output on this in terms of like what you thought 2023 was going to look like in terms of people who could win majors? Yeah, no, I think that the big thing that gaps a lot of people from winning majors is the fact that there are limited amounts of them, right? Like, I think that um, I kind of agree with Moki, and more broadly, I agree with Moki, like, for varying values of the player rather than just Moki. Um, like, I remember in uh, Who's Gonna Win a Major that isn't in the top eight in that article, um, I didn't want to say Moki because I thought that was too boring. Uh, I was like, hey, you're all going to pick Moki. Moki is like the clear pick that's not already there. I said it already in a podcast, so I didn't think I would repeat myself. And then I looked over, and Chroma kept like screenshotting his part of the article where he picked Moki. And I was like, all right, Cookie, I was like, calm yeah, down. Pick that. <laughs> like, who's, who's like the, the person that's more likely to win? It's like Plup. <laughs> like, the person <laughs> next to Moki, it's like, okay, well... Um, but yeah, no, I think that there's like a lot of players that, that can put it together. Um, I really do think that like, uh, how do I, how do I put this? I think that the existence of like the, the insurmountable wall player for the, you know, like the, the, the 15 to 10, maybe even 20 to 10 range of player, uh, kind of doesn't really exist anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. The same way that like Armada, like would never, ever lose pretty much to anyone that was like below a certain threshold. Um, I think that, like, the skill level is so high, but I don't think that that type of player just exists at all anymore. Like, I think that it's all just, like, a dice roll with regards to which players can win with which given brackets. Um, you know, I don't think that there's any reason that, like, Fiction couldn't win a major. I think that, like, S2J could win a major with the right bracket. Um, you know, it's really just a matter of the fact that, like, all of these good players are going to be there and they have, like, a higher chance of doing it. But, um... You know, if there were like a thousand majors, <laughs> like who knows what list of players would would win them, right? Like I, I think it's really just gapped by the uh, the number of them that there are. You know what I really love about this statement is um, years ago when we would talk about this, right? When when Axe won um, Summit Eight and then Amsis started to do well. I think this was before he obviously before he won a major. This sentiment was around, but it was like, oh, this is all happening because Armada retired. Um, and the, the thought process was that, like, in order to succeed, you would have to play on one side of the bracket, and it either had Armada or it had Hbox, and that if you were a, a lot of characters or a lot of players, um, that was an insurmountable feat. But now, I, I don't think that we can really pinpoint that to, to, like, any player, right? Like you said, there's no insurmountable player, and that's not because, like, Armada doesn't exist anymore. But it's more so just because everyone is that good, right? Like it's I think more that about Zane the type of player rather like than Zane should be that player, player but <laughs> everyone is just really good. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's like really, really a testament to like how far we've come. Where you know when Axe won uh, Summit, I know a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, this is like possible now because of Armada." Uh, but when Amsa started winning stuff, no one would even like dare talk about. Oh yeah, this is possible because of no, it's possible because all these players are fucking cracked. Um, which I guess Moki is probably scary for you, knowing that there's all these players out there who are cracked. But you seem to do pretty well. Uh, do you want to talk about we? Uh, actually, we've got a question later in the show about uh, you versus Yoshi. But I guess if you want to talk about like a specific bracket path that you think works out, I know you said. Jmook and Zane are scary, um, but you had yeah. a, a path who, as far as I know, someone that you didn't beat on land, you had H box, and that obviously seemed to work <laughs> out well. 
was there any different prep that you did to get into this or was it just like finally the stars aligning um i think the main thing like i i think i'm pretty good at that matchup um so i like played it quite a bit leading up to it like i played um faust a lot i play faust a bunch and then luckily i uh stj beat spark so i ended up getting like warm up in bracket for hbox like luckily as well um but i think um the main thing was actually I'd, there was a piece of left in advice from the last time i went game five late box where i like i went up two one in the last game there like uh, the game three where i won the second time in a row i like fucked him up and it was not close that game and then Leffen said how he was worried because he thinks we're going to see the next game as like a continuation of that game as opposed to a brand new game or on like even footing and whatever. And I'm going to like, because I was saucing on him and he was worried I'm going to keep trying to sauce on him even though we're like even stocks and it's going to go downhill because of that. And then that's what happened. So the main thing I just try to tell myself is like, after every game I took him, like this next game is a brand new game. It's like even footing. I just need to like treat it like that and just square one like we're on the same foot and just you know and i think uh, that was like the main thing that i was trying to focus on i think that's good advice i i wish uh that advice led to him beating hbox but that's just a, <laughs> that's a personal thing well and, and we'll probably get into that at some point soon uh but yeah for now i guess is there you know you've got collision coming up obviously yep. Uh, this is our probably our next big major. Seems to have a lot of the members of the top 100, a lot of members of the top like 10 or 15 or so. Any anyone in particular you have your your eyes set on? You got your uh, your crosshairs on? I just really my my goal again, like I said, is just Jay Mook and Zane. That's what uh, yeah. my main goal is for right now. Is just like because I think I can beat them. I, I went game five with Zane that one time. I was playing really good that uh, set. I don't know. This is like the best I ever played the first two games, and then we don't talk about the rest, but. Um, <laughs> and then Mook, I think I think they're just both good at very similar things and it's very similar things that I've always been bad at but the meta's kind of like progressed in that way like I've always gone for a lot of overextensions and stuff and um, I think that they are good at eating that up and like making me kind of just like hang myself I guess and uh, I suck at dealing with that and that's my goal I want to try to like learn how to beat them even if i'm not playing like my best like i want to be able to be like okay i'm playing like average but i still think i can win and uh yeah so that's my my goal for the next bit i wanted like focus on those two so yeah how do you feel about like um so something that i think i've i've noticed just like as a spectator watching like the top level of melee recently is that i really feel like the character matchups are less important than i feel like they've ever been um and i think that you know Zane and Jmook are really fun examples for you in particular because I like to think of like you versus Plup in in bracket yeah. path as well, right? Because uh, I think the layperson would see Jmook and Plup and think of relatively similar styles, but I do think that uh, you know it really is less about Fox versus Sheik, at least from my perspective, yeah. than it is about the individual player. Um, and I think that's true for like you know you look at Omsa's head to heads as well. It's really less about the character than it is about yeah. the player. So what do you think about this? I think that's that's true. I mean, like uh, like Genesis was a good example of that, where I I beat Plup kind of solidly, and then I just got like washed by by Jmook. And I think it's like yeah, like Plup for example. I like those those two are very good examples of it because I think Plup, me like when I play Plup, we're just mashing our heads into each other, and I'm good at dealing with that. You know, I can do that all day of the week. I can just like hold forward W. Fox does good, and like that's just how I've learned how to play the game. But Jmook, if I do that, I just get like 
CC'd or like slide off or something. And then he just like grabs me and I die. Like every single time I just die for it. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. You have to have complete different game plans, I think, versus other people. Like when I play against Zane, I'm like, yeah, I need to look out for the Marth things. But like more specifically, it's like, I need to look out for these specific things because, you know, when I play Kadoran, he's going to do these other things. And it's like a completely different uh, game plan I need, I guess. So, yeah, I, I think I agree with that, yeah. Now, tacking on to that question, uh, what are your chances? What are the percent chances that you lose to a DK in bracket this year? Oh, okay, look, I lost to a Kier <laughs> one time on ranked. Ever since, I've been spotless. <laughs> okay, All I right. played Richie yesterday. It was clean. All right. Well, you've got you've got those two. You've got Ringler, Quang, yeah. fucking Junebug. Apparently, you've you've yeah. got a lot to deal with. Yeah, I know. Uh, character diversity in a twenty-plus-year-old game, I don't think would ever. I, like, I don't think there's any reason why it should be suddenly more diverse. And yet, here we are. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting because I think Ambi had a great question. Um, you know, uh, people who probably don't watch a lot might see, like, oh. You know, it's just two sheiks. Um, so I think that it's a really illuminating answer to to find out like what the differences are. Um, yeah, I mean, is there anything anything else that you want to say on your run specifically before we get into the like larger tournament at whole at whole <laughs> uh, at large? <laughs> honestly, not super. I mean, I just feel like it was like a. I'm just happy with it because it was a pretty yeah. hard bracket for me because even in round two pools i played kalindi and his falco gives me a lot of trouble yeah like uh we we played a friendly session it was a while ago at this point but like i was just getting messed up so i saw that i'm like okay so i played kalindi and i was supposed to play spark too who last time i played him it was like the i don't know how i won that it was really stupid i was down 2-0 and like it was a massive comeback so i looked at like kalindi into spark into hbox i'm like like they don't want me to win (laughs) (laughs) try to try to keep me down but so i'm a I know I ended up not playing Spark, but like I'm, I'm happy because I feel like it was a, uh, a path that I, f- I feel like I proved a lot to myself. You know, so I don't know. I don't think there really are any easy paths to third. I think, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially at least for Fox players, like I think that it's just like you're gonna run into someone. Like I don't know who wants to fight Hungrybox. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to fight that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy with it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't complain. So now the real question to end your Genesis experience, did you have a hot dog? I had two. You had two. Okay. I didn't yeah. have one this year. How were they? They were great. I mean, I, they were, I was plastered cause it was, I had them on, I always wait till the Sunday. Cause I'm like, I feel like I don't want this in my system while I'm trying to compete. True. But, uh, yeah, I, I was plastered and I had a couple and they were, uh, they were delicious. So, there goes all your yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're so expensive. <laughs> Well, so what happened, and this is maybe inside, you know, details if anyone wants to, for anyone who's going to Genesis next year, presuming that it's in the same location. Uh, last year, we went into, like, downtown. We walked, like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes um, into, like, the more downtown San Jose to, I don't know, what would we do? We drank. <laughs> we went to, like, a bar. Um, outside there, I swear it was $5. Like, they they see us. Think- they. T- we are classic marks. Like we are, are just like uh, hicks walking through. They know us. Fucking tourist trap right outside the venue. Now, is it worth it to walk an extra fifteen minutes for five dollars or ten dollars? I don't know. It's up to you. But for anyone who's already down that way and you see them, check it out. 
<laughs> but enough of the hot dogs. Let's let's get talking about this entire tournament because this one was definitely something that I I thought was uh, pretty unique. Now going into this, uh, Ambi, you actually weren't on the show. You you weren't on the preview show, so so we don't know your answer for this. Going into this, I thought that this was an IBW win. Just felt like uh, you know Cody was. Cody's a very, very strong player, and I thought that he had a, a path that, like, was the least scary of everyone else. Like we talked about, there's no easy paths, and he didn't have an easy path, but he had the least hard path, uh, and obviously someone got in his way. <laughs> but uh, but who did you have before, uh, Ambi? Who did you think was going to win this? What were your vibes? Uh, this one was really hard for me to call, and I don't want to, like, be an asshole and say that I thought J-Mook was going to win. <laughs> um, but I did like his bracket. I will say, as far as as far as uh, JMook brackets go, um, I did think that he would get at least second. Um, I always like have faith that Plop will do well. I also I also saw Plop's bracket and I'm like Plop's going to do great this tournament. I'm so excited, but it's too heartbreaking to to, to predict that Plop is going to win a tournament now. I feel like I'm you with Leffen with regards to Plub, where, like, yeah. every single tournament, you're like, Leffen's going to do it this time. Leffen will win. And then something horrible happens, and he gets, like, ledge camped. And, like, the whole venue's cheering while the production staff is putting numbers on... <laughs> something like that will happen. And then you'll be like, well, he didn't win, but I think this time he really has it. Uh, that's kind of how I feel with We'll Plub. get to that. <laughs> yeah, so if you put a gun to my head, I probably would have said Plub. I probably would have been like, this is the Plub tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. But, I mean, I've said it before. I don't know why I became a Leffen Stan, and it, and it happened so uh, so quickly. Like, so, not quickly. It happened so, um, like you know, over over a course of time that I didn't really realize it until I was like, just going like, he's the best player in the world. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, uh, you know, talking about his run here, we have to mention that he had a pretty good path, right? He had. Um, he had Zane, who was a player who he has beaten last year. His Sheik obviously is like a is built for Zane, um, and he had Hbox and Losers. That is a person who he I think is like three and one with last year. Sauced on him at one of the Summit sets or, or Battle BC as well. Um, just like we we've seen a lot of of him do well, and last year I think I was under the impression that. He had figured out every single matchup, right? He had the Fox for the Fox matchups, and he had a Sheik for the Sheik matchups, right? Um, if he wanted to play Marth, he had, like, the Sheik that was created to destroy all Marths. And if he wanted to play, uh, if he had to play anyone else, he played his Fox, who's had incredible success over the past years. But watching, um, you know, watching Genesis, I was wondering if maybe this isn't the best of both worlds, and maybe this is, like, something where instead of seeing his amazing fox now having an amazing sheik next to it maybe we are seeing the confines of of like a, a dual main you know he didn't look perfect versus zane uh i was watching with abe and, and i know that abe was uh warming up laughing right before and it was just like yeah he was missing some stuff that he doesn't normally go for or, or that he normally miss he was um going for some options that I didn't look like he would normally go for them, and then watching him versus H-Box is like, oh, that was something. Um, so yeah, I, I wonder what, what his future looks like, because you talk about Plup, I think that he is a player who 
proved more than uh, left in this this tournament to be able to juggle two characters simultaneously. But it'd be interesting to see. I think that like having these wild cards who can like destroy a tournament uh, and not even just win it, right? Who can like be players who can go on runs and become the best in the world. Uh, I think it's good for the game. But I uh, maybe my 2023 maybe my Leffen fandom is a uh, it's a little more nuanced. <laughs> Maybe I've I've seen that uh, maybe he's not the best player in the world. Uh, What's your perspective, yeah. Moki, on Leffen? I'm interested in yours. Uh, in terms of what, just like like how is the fox doing? I know that like some people say that like he needs to update certain things about his play style, or that like maybe the sheik won't work out. Like, what do you think, just in general, about like Leffen's future going into this next year? I think it just depends on like that. The hard thing is, I feel like every single tournament he can definitely win. But it is a mix of, like, now he's playing two different characters, and he decided to pick up a second character at the time where he's also just not playing the game as much, <laughs> which is, like, that's a pretty heavy load to, to pick up on, you know? So I think it's, like, if if he ends up sticking with Melee more, then I think he's going to be perfectly fine. But I I don't know. It, it depends on, on that. And I think even, like, last year he did very well despite how many breaks he took playing and whatever. But I don't know. I think... Uh, I've always been a Leffen stan as well. I just, I don't know, I, I love his fox. And I think that, uh, I think that, I don't know, he's just, he's still Leffen. I don't know. He's still Leffen. What, how do you see him in the ditto? Because your last two sets, uh, I, I, all, offline at least, um, were both wins on your end, right? You, you beat him both yeah. times? Yeah. How do you, do you think he needs to update anything in the, on that end? I think um, I think he actually has gotten better at it as the year went on. Like, because we we didn't play another set since Big House, but we were playing friendlies. Like, well, there was one session. I think it was at main stage where I was just getting kind of like clapped a little bit. Um, but I think uh, I think it just makes sense that he's a bit more rusty in the Ditto because it's probably maybe the fastest matchup in the game, right? I don't I don't think that's like the craziest statement. At least it's up there and. Um, you know, if he hasn't been playing as much, it's like that's like the I think the first matchup to go, and then it's like the hardest one to find, like kind of get yourself back into. And I think that like his fox has shown in the last like year that it's really good against the floatier character. Still, like you know, he did really well against H box typically, and um, I guess his Sheik was doing well. And it's like the the slower ish matchups he's been doing really well in. And I think he just needs to like it's one of those things where you need to have a lot of upkeep to do well in the ditto. And I don't think he's been doing the upkeep. Uh, necessarily you know street fighter 6 coming out in june probably is not going to help anything i would say yeah uh but he usually wins something every year just to get everyone going right it's just like like clockwork there's always one thing that he tends to win so we'll see if that happens at, at some point this year um I guess let's also talk about the person who beat him in winners because zane went into this having a really tough bracket right um he was going to play Leffen, and then if he lost to Leffen, uh, he had Plup or Axe, I believe. So definitely uh, an outcome that was not preferable. But he ended up, you know, he, he beat uh, beat Leffen and then got matched up with J Mook. Obviously, we saw J Mook win that in a pretty tight set, and um, we saw him lose to, to Cody. What's your What's your thought on where? those two are at right now Cody and Zane because I feel like that is something where it's really hard to call in the moment and then you see it happen in these past few sets and it really just feels like Cody has his number what's your opinion on that 
I yeah, I always feel like Zayn is gonna <laughs> <laughs> like I because like he's been getting kind of matched up, right? Like yeah. the last little bit, it feels like. But every single time going into it, just based on like playing him and also like again not to, to sound like a fox player but like the matchup in everything too it's like i'm always like okay he's gonna do well he's like favored to win this probably and then he's just been getting clapped i don't know i think it's a i wish i had more to say because you know the fact that i don't shows that i'm a bit behind but i i feel like i just need to watch those honestly so yeah ambi i know that we were not sitting next to each other but we were close to each other in the crowd uh, and there was a lot of betting going on. I think we saw Blur lose thousands of dollars. Yeah, uh, hurt. Yeah, but one of the things that was very funny to me and, and like symbolic of how how we feel about this is that I heard a lot of bets going around for Cody versus Zane, and I'm just saying, well, if someone asked me like what what odds would I give? Would I give fifty fifty odds? Would I give Zane like better odds because he's like you know he's top marth player would i give cody better odds because he's clapped him recently like i was so just confounded as to how to actually evaluate what i expected to happen in the future um and i think that's probably going to be something we're going to deal with for a while like regardless of what actually happens in these sets i think that when you have a player like zane when you have a player like cody like two players who can play amazing uh you're going to like have this kind of just really confusing uh predictions no. yeah, so yeah i don't i don't really know what's going to happen in the future with that but that just is a testament to how good both players are cody schwab by the way i don't know if i said ibw <laughs> moki we we have to change it to just cody are you in are you in I, on the plan? i'm so down i'm down <laughs> yeah i i mean i miss ibw i'll say it because i'm like everyone calls him cody anyway i feel yeah. like ibw is like a it's like a nice little marketable thing like I feel like in the in the content world, you know, you have something that people meme on that's pretty good. So I don't know. I, that, that one's dead. Yeah, <laughs> but we but, can we can get Cody. Just drop the Schwab. Yeah, I don't it's like already the full gonna, name. It's yeah. gonna it's, be in your socials. Like, dude, Zane. Zane just goes by Zane, and then it's uh, Zane yeah. Nogmi in his socials, right? I don't know, Cody. Cody, Cody Schwab Schwab. <laughs> CLG Cody. Yeah, no, that's good. They, they, the the way, other Cody yeah. doesn't even play anymore, so like that's perfectly acceptable. The long you know, it's really Cody. funny if you go uh, if you Google Cody Smash, uh, the Brawl player comes up first. So, <laughs> Cody, are you gonna let that happen yeah. to you? You're gonna let the Brawl player overtake you? I don't even think he was a Brawl player when Brawl is out. I think it's a current Brawl player. <laughs> oh my god, Cody, oh, you're man. gonna you're gonna let that guy overtake you on on uh, SEO? Come on. Uh, but yeah, time will tell what's going on with them. Uh, any was there anything that particularly stood out to you before we get to the big one? Get to get to Mister Mook himself because this was a this is a tournament like every Genesis where I feel like there's something in the air, right? There's yeah. more than like a I don't know. Maybe it's just like how we we f uh, frame the year as Genesis is the beginning, but I always feel like we go into it. And it's just, like, bursts with energy of, like, storylines and everything like that. And it's just like, oh, this is what's going to happen this year. Um, Fakoku, I love Steven, but he got absolutely fucked up by Cruz, you know, the uh, the Pikachu player, formerly known as OKP. And I was like, oh, maybe this is, like, the year of OKP, right? It's no. so fun to see all these results and wonder, you know, is this 
what we're going to see. Um, so I don't know if there's anything that stood out to either of you. Ambi, I know that you came in uh, no Friday itself. Yeah. That, yeah, I feel like we have to talk about that. Like, that's crazy yeah. to me. If you told Yeah, me when's the last time the player? first seed at Genesis got ninth place? It hasn't happened since uh, Genesis 8. <laughs> that was a long time ago. It was a long yeah, time no. ago. <laughs> I don't know. I, to me, it was just like a Jigglypuff beat Amsa. Like, that no. is is wild to me. Because, like, I don't know, internally, as, like, not really... Like, I understand Yoshi insofar as it's important to me to defeat Yoshi with Fox. So, I see Amsa play Hungrybox, and I'm like, he must be good at it. <laughs> uh, surely, he beats Hungrybox sometimes. That can't be an easy matchup, right? Uh, and then, you know, he plays Toussaint, and... <laughs> he loses. I was like, "Whoa!" It was just completely blindsided. I totally would have given that like very fucked up odds, not in favor of two. Yeah, but yeah, good for them. No, yeah, that was what I was gonna say too. Uh, but I was just gonna say, yeah, I feel like no one's talking about the fact that Two Saint got top eight. Like, yeah. I think because even after that, I don't remember who they beat, but like it was, I, I know they beat Kadoran and like Sunsei and shit. Like, that's a good run. And I don't think people are uh, talking about that as much as they should because that's like, that's a fucking, <laughs> like a massive run. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's funny, right? It, it would feel like more consequential if Kadoran ended up winning that set and got top eight just because it's like fits in with our, our mental model of like what the top eight should be and for some reason like having this big outlier we're just like oh, it's better not to think about it um but you're yeah, right i mean tucson has always been a very impressive player right they've yeah. they've been in the 30s to 40s for basically you know past couple of years um and it's been this really weird thing of like uh see tucson at a regional and that's really really scary see tucson at a major and, and maybe maybe not as much right like tucson uh they're 2019 really stood out to me because they had wins on like ginger and fiction at, at like smaller tournaments where those are like the only best players there uh and then suddenly you open it up to a larger thing suddenly there's there's losses and we saw that this year uh shout outs to bz the marth who uh six stock to or something like that i heard it was pretty much destruction at battle of bc this past year um and even the run that they had at uh at big house to th- to 13th i think uh, um ended up being something where it was like beat lucky you know something that we kind of thought is maybe not exactly as like a, a marquee win uh but yeah no they've been pretty quietly putting in this to the fact where like i remember watching kudoran versus tucson being like yeah i feel like tucson just wins this i i don't know maybe maybe i was in like a nightclub type of uh mindset but i i felt very confident for them going forward and yeah i think you're right like it's the it's this weird thing of this is a player ranked in the 40s who got top eight, and yet we all kind of know about how good they are. Um, I mean, so Kadoran, I think, surprising. was not that surprising, um, given that Kadoran has some other losses to Puffs in the last couple yeah. of months, right? Yeah, lost to uh, Panko. But I think the Amsa win and the Sunsei win are both, like, unhinged wins for for, for <laughs> Tusain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely, like, this year is Kalamazoo, I would say. Uh, another player who had well, a very funny Genesis. <laughs> we'll uh, see. I I could see Toussaint going game five with a DK. Um, <laughs> I cannot see Toussaint getting 257th after losing to someone who goes by Edwin Budding fan. <laughs> Would that happen did to Kezu? play 
Fox <laughs> with the box controller. We, we, we do need to point okay, that out if okay. we're going to talk about two singers. He's still or, lost uh, to Edwin Budding but... fan. The lost Edwin Bunning fan is... is Scott is a very good player. There's the the VOD of Scott making No Flux's rage. So, you know, there's there's stuff out there to prove that Scott is a good player. But yes, Edwin Bunning fan defeating Keizu was definitely... Hey, if you want to talk about moments that, like, really show the the whole year, maybe that's one of them. Um, but yeah, I no, was I, happy that I wasn't the, the player with the biggest <laughs> drop-off from Genesis 8 to Genesis 9. I'll say that much. True, yes. <laughs> Um, I I do want to say I'm not sure if Two Saints gonna necessarily beat Keizu. Keizu's really really good, but if you look at Keizu throughout the rest of 2022, it was kind of like, you know, that Genesis was the outlier. Um, so we'll see if that's gonna be the case for Two Saint, and if it's not the case, we'll see how the world reacts to having multiple good puff players. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, something we've never had to really deal with. Maybe we'll maybe change some rules or something. <laughs> uh, only one way to find out. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought that there was a lot of really, really cool stuff here. Uh, you know, hey, Bonfire made a run to like 33rd. Joji oh, got that part 25th. of Bracket was so cool. Yeah, right? The, the Bonfire B-Bats part of Bracket? Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a funny story, actually, about that part. So, basically... Um, was it Sylvie, the Sheik player? That uh, so yeah. Bonfire lost to Gulu, and then Gulu lost to a Sheik named Sylvie, and then Bebats lost to someone in winners. I forget who. Um, and then Bebats and yeah, that's right. It was Casper. Um, and then Bebats and Bonfire had to play for ninety seventh, which was very tragic for for Billy. Um, but you know, like the rest of bracket plays out, and Bonfire has to play Sylvie for um, for top sixty four. And she was very nervous about losing to Sylvie because, like, if you if you pick a, a player like as your qualifying match for top sixty four, like everyone else has to play like, you know, super insanely high level cracked player, and uh, just like the way it worked out, she had to play Sylvie. But she was like looking for sheiks, and she was super desperate. And she comes up to me and she's like, "Envy, can you do me a favor?" I'm like, "Yeah, what's up?" And she's like, "Can you play sheik against me?" I'm like, "I could, <laughs> in theory." <laughs> Uh, so like I like I walk over and I play one cheek ditto with bonfire she like destroys me I don't play shake I can't I can't dash dance with that character <laughs> and then she turns to me she goes okay no offense I see fiction over there in the distance I'm gonna go ask fiction to play chic dittos with me and I'm like don't no offense taken I don't claim to play this character and he does so go go do that but Good luck it worked fun. out we'll credit you for that one. It was after, my one game. That's what it was. After having game. eliminated her, the confidence at, uh... boost of beating NBC. Yeah. Before we before we move on to the actual big dog who ended up taking it, let's let's give shout outs to. Uh, I've got a few more people. If anyone else has anyone, we can throw them on. Uh, one, Abe, who uh, very very close to defeating Bobby Big Balls, was up two zero, I believe. Ended up getting reverse three zero. Uh, did kind of work, Calvar after losing game one there was a four stock involved uh but the other player i want to mention is the guy who ended up beating bobby big balls he did the deed was uh <laughs> kumquat in a cylinder aka uh i don't even know how to pronounce it but we'll just call him quang quang the dk player formerly yoshi formerly fox formerly icy is uh one of michigan's uh, i mean uh, it depends on how hidden you think they are but definitely one of michigan's best players one of their hidden bosses uh yeah that dk man we talked about dk early in the episode 
that was something that was something to behold because I watched that set. It did not even look like he was hitting all the stuff he wanted to hit. He was like whiffing grabs. He was missing, messing up like guaranteed punishes. And yet it was like still incredibly solid three, one very scary thing to know that, uh, you know, after Riggler, uh, just missed. Can I say that he was close? I'm not going to reveal any details after he missed the top 100. Uh, we, we might have a reckoning. There might be. They're coming at full force. They're, for yeah. They they felt shafted, and they're all getting really good. <laughs> so we got to worry about that. Oh, uh, BM Moki, I don't know if there's anyone who you saw. I, I know you were in bracket, so it's hard yeah. to bracket watch. There's, all right, I've got two things. I've, I actually have a question for you guys first. If you had to guess, how many DKs you think will make top 100 this year? <laughs> Yeah, I'll just like guess a number. I feel like that's like it's a scary thought. <laughs> it, it shouldn't. It feels like it shouldn't be like scary, but like, I don't know. All right, I've got mine. Eric, go ahead. Oh, uh, you you go first. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, uh, I think it's gonna be two. I think Quang is gonna make it, and I think it's gonna be two point five DKs. I think uh, Akir is gonna make it, so that's Marth DK, and I think yeah. that Rishi is going to be fed no. up with never getting his DK listed. Because he really doesn't go DK in tournament as much yeah. as the others do, right? So he's never had his DK listed on his top 100. And I think he's going to finally, like, it, the, the dam is going to burst. And he's going to be like, fuck this shit. I will show you. And he's going to go, like, all DK at Apex or something just to get it on his, uh, <laughs> just to get it on his player card. No way, dude. I think it'll be three. Um... I agree that I think Quang is going to make it. I think Ringler will make it, um, and I think that Junebug, we will we will brainwash him into going to more tournaments. Um, That's the thing, right? It requires yeah, I, some brainwash. I don't know if Akira will travel enough to go, so I'm going to say probably not. He could do it if he goes. I think, yeah. um, but I think that he'll he'll stay a net play person for for at least a little bit longer. And I disagree. I think that Rishi will go DK in character counter picks in sets and he'll take games like he did the one time against IBW and we won't put him on the card and he'll still get mad. <laughs> he may do more games. I don't think that he'll go a whole tournament DK. If he if he's out there listening and proves me wrong, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll put it on the card. You have to place well though. Top 32. Yeah, but I think 3 is my answer, which is yeah. a scary number. I don't know. Yeah. We could have to deal with this more at ten. That's the problem. Here's the scary thing: how many Pikachu's are going to be on there? Uh, Three, probably three. Uh, I think it depends on Swift, because I don't know if Swift. Because Swift was at Genesis. I actually roomed with him, but he didn't enter. So it depends on if he like enters, because he's obviously like he is someone who like if he enters, he will, (laughs) right? So like, um, and then Cruz. I think Cruz if Cruz travels probably as well. Uh, so I think three is like the the safe pick as long as they all travel. I don't know. Crazy world we're living in. Yeah. Who would have predicted? Maybe COVID affected our brains more than we thought. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Chu makes top 100. Dude, Jechu's good. Jechu's actually pretty good. We, uh, <laughs> not to get too in the weeds, but I started talking about Chu yesterday in the Melee Stats Discord server and was just like so had so many questions right there's they're a very good player they've played 1600 sets on uh ranked they've 
never had a tournament listed uh, offline uh, on their start GG. And, and it, like, it starts in, like, March of last year or something. That's I'm like, what is happening here? So I, I sent them a friend request, a friend request on Discord. Uh, I added them to the channel. I added them, and I went, "Hey, congrats on the, uh, congrats on the net play victory or whatever." And then I start digging in. <laughs> when are you going to stuff? Where? Where's your, what's your region? I still don't know. My I've got two theories. They're either 15 years old or they're uh, like on the run from the government, and, and I don't have <laughs> answers or to both. those two questions or both. <laughs> Uh, I don't have answers to those two. We didn't two. even mention Ralph. That was just ignored. Oh, God, he exists. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is scary. There's two... Ugh, yeah, I don't, like I don't know. It's a very cursed timeline for mid-tier haters. True. Uh, maybe oh. if if uh, if DZ does... <laughs> if he goes to uh, majors like he says he does, I don't know. Who, who knows? Maybe we'll have two Yoshis the on there, too. As long as there are not that many Ganondorfs, I think it'll be okay. Yeah, unfortunately, Mech's trying to... <laughs> trying to mess that one up for you. We'll see. Man, okay. Well, let's stop talking about the uh, the mid tiers and talk about the true mid tier, which is uh, Sheik. Sheik's first time winning a solo major since what? I think the, the historians say two thousand four. I say the historians like that's not also something that we should be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. This is this is like literally like the prehistoric days, basically. Um, and this has not happened, right? We we saw Sheik in grand finals of a major and won when Leffitt did it, but that was like clearly not really in line with no. what people actually talked about when they talked about Sheik winning a major. Um, and you know, here this is this is the thing that we probably all thought was going to happen last year. You know, he definitely had the ability to do it. And uh, I think when you talk about like someone like JMook or anyone in the top, you know, ten or fifteen who hasn't won, it's not really a whether or not they can do it. It's it's like when they'll do it and. You know, he he couldn't have done it at a better time, right? You know, last year uh, we all watched as he did the unthinkable time and time again. He destroyed Nunn. He destroyed Cody, right? He he had some sets with Zayn that uh, got better <laughs> as the year progressed. Uh, but, yeah, doing it at the tournament that he really broke out at last year, I think it's just – it's really amazing. Um, I was talking uh, to a few people, and I was saying that it's like – it's so funny, right? You know, there's a there's a Reddit thread uh, about the like mathematically figuring out the top 100 best melee players of all time, and J Mook is 59th, and that's because they didn't include Genesis or whatever, and and it really just feels like a thought experiment. You know, when we made the top 100 of all time a few years back in 2021, uh, we talked about like, well, how do you value someone who's very good and, and has won stuff? Like, I don't know like Isaiah versus someone who has not won anything, but has gone to everything and done well for years, like S fat. And it really feels like something that Ambi would say, like as a thought experiment, he'd go, okay, dude. So think about this. Imagine like J Mook, he gets really good. He wins a major, he wins a super major within a year. Where does that rank him? And that's just J Mook's entire career is basically like a, a hyper, a hyperbolic, uh, just, like an aside that someone would say just like a, a scenario that, that no one would ever think would happen and yet here he is he's he's making it come true um so you talked a little bit about about your set with him but i i guess um you know is there anything else that you have to talk about in terms of jmook moki because this is definitely something where i'm sure that you of all people having to play him 
expected this to happen sooner or later. But I don't know. Were you expecting this to happen this tournament? Um, I mean, I think every tournament he just can. That's how I see it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's hard to predict exactly like when it'll happen. But like, it, it again, it was it wasn't a a thought of like uh, if it'll happen. It's just when it'll happen. And like, there were times last year where it seemed like he was going to, and he didn't. So like, I don't think I like predicted it to happen. Um, but I wasn't like surprised, you know, if that makes sense, which is messed up because it's been like less than a year, if it, but I, but I wasn't, I wasn't like surprised that he won something, you know? Yeah. I don't, I'm really happy to, to see it finally come true because this has been the thing that we all kind of talked about last year, right? When's no. he going to do it? And as the year went on, he still played amazing, right? Like as the year went out, he got worse in, in a little, in some respects, um, but the fact that he like didn't place outside the top eight, it's insane to say that you know that was him performing worse than when he was like getting second at every event. Um, and I, you know, when we when we did the article, kind of previewing twenty twenty three, I I had trouble definitely saying he was going to win a major. I was like, yeah, he definitely can, but I, I couched it in some sort of disbelief by saying like one of him and Plupp will win a major. <laughs> I don't know which one it'll be, but one of them will. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Ambi, how did you feel about the, his chances going into the year? Like, how how stupefying is this to you? Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm a big J. Mook believer. Uh, and I said as much in that article that we keep referring to. Um, <laughs> on MeleeStats.com. Yeah. Uh, no, so my, my kind of tinfoil opinion on this is that he really is just beat for beat ripping off Armada's career so far. <laughs> um, I think all the way down to going Fox game three uh, in Grand Finals of Genesis 1 and then winning second one. Um, it really is, like, kind of creepy <laughs> how, like, he's copying the whole, like, come out of nowhere, like, get second at Genesis, like, be this wall of a player that's really consistent and barely ever loses to like uh, players outside of his tier and then like you come back to genesis the next year and you win it over like a space animal um really just uh i don't know it's hard for me to not make comparisons when like the analogy is so clear like that um and hopefully this means we get to see jmook's fox eventually this is where i'm always going with it I love that thing. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that shit. Holy moly. I want J. Mook Fox. I I know Polish has talked about it a good amount where it's like, surely you just try it. You just try it versus Hungrybox. Like, how bad could it be? <laughs> um, I think it'll happen eventually. If J. Um, Mook is really like Armada, we don't see it right away. We, we won't see be something. right away. It we won't see, be right we away. see Young Link first or something. Oh, who's who's J Mook's young link? The Zelda. <laughs> oh God! God, the no! <laughs> Please, no! Yeah, he'd be fucking mop money with that thing unranked, right? Like, it's good. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, no. yeah, Moki, have you played his uh, his fox? I have played it in Ditto's like a while ago, and I knew it was good a while ago too. This is before it even blew up. We were uh, we had a session where we played. And then he was like, hey, can I play some Fox? And I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, why is this Fox, like, giving me more trouble than, like, a lot of, like, Fox mains, you know? And I'm like, it's good. And then uh, it was also a session, like, 
like probably like half a year ago we ran into each other at like 3 a.m on unranked and i was playing chic and he was playing fox i don't think we knew it was each other because we had like stupid names on but i checked the code i was like oh okay we just played like a good like hour long session <laughs> you know his fox is his fox is great yeah i i want to see it I'll, I'll, i'm with you ambi I'll, I'll see it why not yeah maybe we, we have axe's right fox away. why not have jmook's fox that's what i'm saying dude this is this is the modern era. We have we have high speed connections. I think that like it'll continue to resemble Armada's career, but maybe we could speed up the part where he goes a low tier. <laughs> maybe we could skip that part. We can get right to the good stuff. Yeah, we'll see if we can we can cut that out in the adaptation of the script. <laughs> in the TV adaptation, maybe that one gets cut. Um, yeah, I don't know. What what, what do we see for Jamuk this year? Because this is. You know, when he won, I don't know about you, maybe it's the Genesis emotion that got me. Maybe it's the edible that Jackzilla gave me. But I, I saw him when I was like, he could be number one this year. Like, I, I was just like, I had it in my mind. I was imagining him. I was like, he he won Genesis. He can do anything, right? Uh, we've seen people win Genesis and not be number one. That is a thing that happens. But I don't know. There's something about him unlocking this, him finally doing, uh, you know, the setting out to get the ultimate goal and, and win a major um, and he, doing it the biggest one of the year made me wonder, you know, how, how sustainable is this? I, I mean, obviously like it's hard to talk about because we are talking about however many different players who can have number one, right? You know, there's probably four to five right now that I feel pretty confident in and then talk to me in six months, that number might be larger. <laughs> uh but yeah, what are we what are we thinking in terms of JMOOC's twenty twenty three? Monkey, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think uh he <clears throat> he has like the consistency to do it. I guess it just depends on if he's able to like tackle um the uh the people that have given him trouble. I guess H box is like the big one, right? So it's like if he's able to like figure out that stuff while still being consistent, then like he's on a pretty good path to uh to do it, you know? So I, yeah, I'm, I, for a, I'm one, a JMOOC believer. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we all are now. We gotta yeah. be. Uh, I, for one, am happy he did this uh, right after the ranking period ended. Because he's so nice. He's so nice. Yeah, to just us, a, so, a true yeah. melee man. Very kind to us. Because if we had to deal with that, if it we had to so deal with annoying. his his like really good records plus a, a super major. Oh man. Yeah, uh, like there was that time early in the year where it's like, how do you reckon with someone who has really good records against everyone but one person, but it's not won a tournament? Uh, and and as, the, as the year progressed, we started to realize that there's probably people who won tournaments that should be above him, and he, he fell pretty cleanly at sixth in the world. But yeah, very, very kind and gracious of him to save his super major victory for a fresh slate. Because if he did that in 2022, God, it'd be so fucked up. <laughs> it was fucked up enough already. So, yeah, I told I actually leaked to Cody by accident that he was fourth the day before it came out. But he was the best fourth uh, player in the world. I said that last time we had an episode. Uh, I said <laughs> if he's fourth, <laughs> but yeah, now that we know he is fourth, uh, he is the only person with a positive record, I believe, against everyone else in the top five. Everyone else has had negative records. I think one year PPMT was fourth, and he had a like a fifty-fifty record. Uh, he, he was tied. Even Amsa both have that, right? If I remember right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that Amsa has it as well, considering you know he's got a 
positive records on on what like each box definitely mango a couple of yeah um but the fact that like cody is positive while also having a, a really lopsided record against mango yeah it's really insane um but yeah i guess that's where we where we talk about the the speaking of which um he you know cody didn't get the chance to play mango this tournament and uh that was because cody was not in losers that early even though he got sent to losers a little early uh mango kind of took the cake there we we uh, well we didn't get to see it it wasn't on stream but mango versus taj happened a rematch of genesis 2 and can't believe they didn't stream that it was <laughs> look star gg went down now was i with blur and i was saying how did they not stream this yes a couple incendiary takes were being thrown around but star gg went down this time uh off stream dr mario versus mewtwo happened <laughs> and at the moment there was a lot going on there were a lot of thoughts i don't i I was in my bed at Genesis reading the Reddit threads about this. I will say that no one in the Reddit threads was happy. Uh, Moki, you yourself, you had a very good Twitter, uh, a tweet longer about this. No. Or maybe it was just a tweet. I don't remember. Yeah, it yeah, felt, yeah. if it was just a tweet, it felt like it had the gravity of a tweet longer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but there are definitely a lot of thoughts going around this. And, and since then, you know, Mango has uh, posted about this. Mango has put out a tweet longer about kind of his feelings about the game. And, uh, and what Genesis, you know, how that was related. But I guess, yeah, Moki, do you want to kind of uh, talk about, like, what you were thinking about this at the moment and then how that's changed? Um, well, I think uh, as, like, a competitor, I, I, I mean, I was, I was bummed and I was pretty annoyed because the way I saw it was, like, you know, like, Mango is the GOAT, <laughs> you know, and it's the biggest tournament of the year. And it just kind of felt like, I guess a little bit of a slap in the face to like the competitors and the, the whatever to like, I guess sandbag at the tournament, especially not even like beforehand, just kind of like on a whim, just be like, okay, I'm just doing this and like throwing it away. Um, and since we've talked, we actually talked a lot at the after party. We were both plastered and like every single time we made eye contact, we'd like hug and we we're, we're on good terms now. We're good. And I understand where he's coming from. I think he, uh, I think he was just going through a lot of uh, like stuff mentally in terms of like competition, and I don't think he handled it the best way, which is like you know fair because that's what people do. They don't really handle that kind of stuff that well, typically, you know, um, or a lot of people don't. That's like the the human thing is to like you know if you're not doing well, a lot of the time you're not going to like handle it perfectly because everyone's human. So I think um, yeah, I don't know. I I think he had a very good twit longer on it, and I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it makes a lot of sense, and I just hope he's able to uh, sort out everything in terms of like his, uh, I guess, like mental gripes with the game, and, uh, and then come back this year and just, you know, be mango, <laughs> and and hopefully just you know have a killer year. So we've seen it before. Uh, I would definitely not be surprised if it happened again. But yeah, Ampy, what were what were you thinking about this? I know that as to the people who run the rankings. Um, we might have different thoughts on this, but I want to I want to hear your thoughts on what kind of like how you felt at the moment, and then how that's changed if it's changed. Yeah, no, uh, I had maybe a, a slightly different opinion. Um, I really didn't mind him going Doctor Mario and winners. I think that the fact that we got to see a Doctor Mario versus Mewtwo set, <laughs> like I think Mango does have a history of of losing in winners in these types of funny ways, right? Like you know the classic. Uh, pound set with Silent Wolf where they played Linked it as and stuff like that. 
Um, I was really disappointed that he didn't pull it together in Losers, right? Like, where he lost to Mateo. That, to me, was the big one. Everyone points to the Tosh set, and I'm like, the Tosh set was whatever. It was good fun. It was great content. But, you know, like, I, I did kind of hold copium a little bit to, like, okay, Mango's going to put himself in Losers out of Rage and then beat, like, 100 people. That would have been awesome. That would have been cool. I would not have minded that at all. I think, uh... You know, and like we've said, like the, the twit longer that he posted was good. He was just like not in a good place, and he like kind of lashed out. Um, so you know, there's no real need to dwell on it. And we all know that he's like capable of winning all these crazy tournaments and you know beating all these good players. But um, I was mostly disappointed in the loser set. Like I, I think that him going Dr. Mario against Taj was cool. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, not a big deal. So, a lot of uh, yeah unneeded gripes towards that set in particular in my opinion but i do agree with moki on pretty much everything else though yeah i will say when this first happened uh at genesis before the twitlock came out uh yeah i was definitely formulating how i feel about this and if the twitlocker never came out this would probably be an episode that would not be as kind but there's a lot going on here one, I, I do think it's really important for people to understand um, that, like, this is not really... This, it's talking about what's owed to players and what is owed to the whole scene, right? You know, Mango doesn't owe the scene um, going his mains or, or trying hard, right? That's not a thing that's really owed to anyone. Uh, but it's also this thing of, you know, there's, a, there's like a half measure involved. I remember I talked to Chroma about this at the event about whether like how people will think about this in terms of rankings which i was not already i didn't <laughs> i didn't want to think about how people would think about it in terms of rankings but p-test made a tweet about it so we were kind of forced to uh about you know p-test was like yeah people will view this as a dq and uh i think probably people will not really care uh i talked to chrome i said maybe if there's a coin flip scenario where it's him versus someone who's like really amazingly good uh, and they both like have like insanely similar records and, and resumes maybe someone not caring about the biggest storm of the year might be a factor I don't think it'll really come into play but we'll see but yeah mainly the thing was I was just I said to Chroma you know melee is better when Mango is playing but if he's doing this this isn't playing right I'd rather have him DQ at that point um, having no Mango is better than having this Mango that seem to be lashing out right um i will say from the perspective of the rankings when we had it all finalized there was really no way of me knowing who was going to be number two or number three before it actually got finalized uh i saw all the ballots as they came in of course but it was literally so close so neck and neck that it literally took until the you know the final calculations were done for me to uh, to actually know and I had Mango second. I know. I know. Uh, Ambi did. I think Edwin did as well. You know, melee stats tended to have uh, Mango second just for the term of victories he had were bigger. But when Amsa got ranked second, I was a little. I for like one second, I I was like, oh no. <laughs> and and I do think it's important to talk about like, you know, the the rankings are something that obviously I probably have an unbiased or I have, I have a very biased opinion on. Uh, but it's like a pretty important thing to the to the to the scene. It's an institution that that should not be swayed by stuff like this. And I have to wonder if you know uh, if there's anything that that happens like this. I don't think that Mango intends to do this, but 
I people booed when he got released when he got ranked as third. Like uh, Genesis did a live reveal where they were showing them throughout the day, and when Mango's card came up, people were in the crowd and they booed. <laughs> and I, I'm probably not thrilled about the idea that you know one player's actions can can make people feel that way. But uh, I I don't know. I think that Mango putting out that tweet longer. It was one of the most vulnerable things that I've seen from him. It was very good to be able to see a side of him that kind of acknowledges uh, all the things that we're, you know, sometimes people don't know if Mango actually acknowledges. Uh, but he's really a more thoughtful guy than, than I think that people give him credit for. And stuff like this makes me think that. Now, I wonder if this is going to happen when we go into 2023, top 100. <laughs> but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think that. If Mango wants to to quit Melee, or if Mango wants to take a break, you know, Mango's not signed up for Collision. He's not signed up for Major Upset. He's not signed up for Battle of BC. If he wants to to take half a year off, take a year off, I don't think that anything is like owed to him. He's he's done so much for the community. He's given us so much that I think that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, he's able to do that. I I, I wish that there is a you know healthy way that he's able to to play Melee. Um, and I think that we'll get there because like I said, when Mango's playing, when Mango's playing super well, when he is uh, out there destroying Zane with Fox or something, or, or like beating H box in a way that no one else does, you know, whatever, however he does it. Uh, there's really few things better in melee than that. And you don't even have to be a Mango fan to say that. So it's definitely a lot of mixed feelings, especially because uh, a lot of the feelings were about, whether or not this is pertaining to his ranking, you know, whether he feels shafted. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that he he illuminated his feelings really well to twit longer. And, yeah, I think that every everything that's been said here I agree with. Uh, yeah, it's just inter- interesting to see where he goes from here because would not be surprised to see him end number one. <laughs> that's, that's what we know of Mango, yeah. right? This is what he tends to do. So we will we will see about that for sure. I do just want to briefly interject as the guy that did the final calculation. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I wrote about this a little bit uh, the other day, but um, I really think people aren't properly appreciating how close those two really were. Um, I think that this is something that um, I I always had issues with with the way the top hundred was done, and now that it's now that I have it in my hands, I can I can fix it right. But, um, you know, people just put the number and they're like, okay, well, this is the number that's your score and uh, that's what you're at. And there's like a very easy, like, mental picture as a competitor where you're like, they all put me here. They all put me at X number. All the panelists, they're all, they're all out to get me, right? And I think that, like... I cannot believe I am one spot worse than this person, right? Right, right. And, uh, uh, you know, with AMSA and Mango in particular, it's a... it was really close. Uh, I mentioned that, you know, there are 29 panelists and it was like 12 put Mango higher, 15 put Omsa higher, and two tied them. Um, like, that's like as, as as hard as it gets to split them, I think. You know, like, it was it was one of the most contested top 10 spots probably ever. Um, so, you know, like, I, I totally get it from the competitor's perspective where, like, the number matters a lot. Um, but I do wish that there was, like... Um, a way that this could be communicated in a slightly healthier way to competitors. Like I remember when um, when the tiers came out uh, for the path to PGR uh, way back when, where players were released in just like big chunks, 
where they were, um, you know, they're like, okay, well, these players are like roughly equal, but they're like slightly above, slightly below X, Y, Z. And I thought that was like pretty great. Like, it's not what we really want or what we've come to expect in the community, but I do think that that's like a more a more wholesome perspective on like how the rankings are kind of uh, actually, you know, done from a data perspective. Where it's like, okay, well, like these are the players that are over here. Like, we all generally agree on like who's. 11 through 15 right like that's a there may be some slight difference between panelists between who gets like the adjacent spot or whatever but it's like you know being able to communicate that these players are super super close is i think really cool and necessary for like people to have a healthier perspective on it but you know we all know mango is good we all know that him and omso are very very competitive so wouldn't be shocked to see like another good year from mango moving forward it is interesting because you know this gets brought up in a very publicized thing, right? You know, it's Mango versus Amsa. It's two of the most popular players in the world, two of the best players in the world. Uh, but it's interesting because, you know, this obviously has effects throughout the list. And uh, and like you said, you know, we, we really don't have access to the raw data for all the lists. Um, throughout the past 10 years, this has been done. And even if we did, you know, the normalization processes that they used were different. The scoring system they used were probably different. Uh, but I think that we can say without a doubt that this was one of the closest, like, really important ranks of all time. Uh, I, like, really. And I, I think this way is with, with every single uh, tournament. That, like, if you if there's one more tournament or one fewer tournament, change everything. But, uh, yeah, it really felt like this was coming down to, like, you know, the, the closest that you could ever come down to. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I don't think... Uh, I don't think that there's any ill will towards it, and I hope to that hope that continues, uh, and I hope to see Mango do whatever he wants to do, whether that's uh, beating up everyone at Big at Big House Eleven, or if it's uh, I don't know streaming Valorant again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're man, we're we're flying through. Should we reveal that this is pre-recording? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, chat. Maybe We're not looking some... at you. Yeah. Well, hello to everyone in chat, but yes, we cannot look at you. Um, maybe, maybe there's something about these pre-recordings. We don't. <laughs> we don't. Fl- or you know what? Maybe it's no Edwin. Yeah, you know that probably is it. <laughs> he would have dragged yeah, on probably, for yeah. twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's probably annoying someone at a uh, at Disney World right now. <laughs> he's taking a lot of Pluto's time. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy in the costume is like, please get this guy away from me. <laughs> I don't know who Zane is, kid. <laughs> no, we can't make fun of him too much. Moki, you revealed before the show that you cried at the fireworks. He also cried at the fireworks. Yes. They were beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Did you go on the roller coasters? Apparently, he's uh, yeah. he's afraid of them. So he's in the Florida one, right? Because I went to the yeah. LA one, but I went on Disneyland, yeah, I went on the yeah. roller coasters because I went with like it was like me, Axe, Vector Man. I don't want to like it was a bunch of people like Spud and uh, yeah, we just did like the whole thing, or I mean, as much of the whole thing as you can do in like a day. So we went on like the Cars roller coaster like three times, <laughs> and, like whatever. Right? It was it was dope. Yeah, 
You got the hat in the background, right? Is that yeah. over there? Yeah, yeah, it's right there. We have an emote in our Discord about uh, I think Dreffen wearing that it's hat. Dreffen so in the hat. Yeah. I recognize it, dude. So he didn't even come with us. <laughs> yeah, because we 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 decided there at Disneyland. We're like, okay, all all of us are gonna be like the crew, because that's when they were doing like crews for Summit, right? We're like, we're all gonna be on a crew. Axe pick us, and it was the first time he didn't pick Omsa. So looking back, I'm like, that's pretty sad, but we it was it was for the cause, and um. Yeah, and then like we're like uh, we we need someone else. We need to just like, like I guess uh, we like recruit somebody, and then we're like, all right, Dreffin, <laughs> Dreffin, I'm sorry, I know you didn't come with us, but you're wearing this hat, and there's nothing you can do about it, man. You're you're part of the crew. That's awesome. Yeah, and I bet he was gung ho. I don't know. He told me he still had it. Like uh, yeah. like months later, we like played or something. He's like, I still have the hat. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Dreffin rocks. Yeah, uh, I I looked into going into to the Disney World, uh, the Florida location after Smash World Tour last year, but I ended up not doing it. Maybe maybe I should have. It's making everyone cry. I don't know. Yeah. I get throw a major at, at Disney World. Let's see if we can do that. Do you Where's think we blur? Can, we, <laughs> you think we could throw a copyright infringement event at the, the <laughs> origins of intellectual property throw a law. P, throw a PM event at, uh, at like Disney we'll get, World. We'll get, like, jumped by the lawyers or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. We're, we just get, like, uh, detained on the spot. And all the Disney adults are like, they probably deserved it. <laughs> they extradite us to Nintendo. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's that uh, it's the epic Mickey game. They're in cahoots. <laughs> Ever since that, they've been working together to to get our asses out of here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Blur, you talk a big game about making stuff happen. That's your challenge. It's your challenge for twenty twenty three. I'll I'll accept a major in Disneyland, but the goal is a major at Disney World. Uh, this is man. This is more scheming. This is like when I tried to get Billy Bo Peep to go to tournaments by offering him ten dollars. Here he is. Here he is defeating Bobby Big Balls and registering yeah. for stuff. He three would Bobby Big Balls a week later. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Dude, we roped me in too. I also had to promise him ten dollars. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah, I didn't even ask. Yeah, I said, we'll like, both give you ten dollars. I was like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. I said he had to win at Verdugo, and he not only does he not live in the region, but fiction at Verdugo is like the most unstoppable force in the game. So we will right. see. I think I think we'll be saving our ten dollars. <laughs> uh, hey, but uh, let's let's move along to one of our last segments of the day. We have questions from our patrons, and we talk a big game every single episode about how they suck or how if they're good. I think we got, uh, you know what? We got like four questions, and we picked three of them. They did not ask questions because they got distracted by something else. <laughs> but I think we got good questions. So okay, okay. We, we came out of the other end pretty good, even if no one actually asked them. We, we had some good ones. So um, I'll go first. This one is from Question Superstar SSB Seal, someone who uh, commentated at Genesis. I think he hopped on the, the JMOOC SFOP set. Uh, uh, from the uh, the couch commentary type thing. So Seal asks, um, you played two very different Fox versus Sheik sets in top eight of Genesis. 
Quality of play on that day aside, what do you feel were some of the major differences between how Plup and J-Mook approached the Fox matchup? I know you already spoke about this before, yeah. but I was wondering if there's anything specifically or or anything that you want to uh, to highlight again. Uh, I mean, I think that's mostly what I was saying earlier is like the, I guess like the gist of it. Like I think me and Plup actually play the game a lot more similarly than I think some people might think. Like I think we're both like pretty aggro and we just kind of like, I think we're both W holders. We both just want to go forward. And, um, like, there were a lot of spots where, like, I was calling out Plup. Like, he'd, like, ledge dash. He was, like, shielding a lot, right? And I'm like, okay, he's ledge dash shielding. I'm going to grab him. He's shielding on the platform. I'm going to, like, abuse that. I'm just going to be, like, super aggro playing these mix-ups, like, very aggressive. And then against JMook, it's like, he just reacts to everything so well. Where, like, I don't think I can really make those kind of reads as much against him. Because, he, like in order to do so like i just need to i don't know he's just reacting to everything you know like i can't approach from too far because he's just gonna react and like f tilt me or i can't like overextend i don't know i just get like walled out really hard um and then comboed really hard <laughs> and i'm like I, I don't know it's just a complete different game i think um like i don't know it's just uh it's just insane playing the difference it just feels like two completely different like uh characters who are both good at like it, like very different things but i don't know it's a it's a crazy experience playing them back to back true yeah, yeah definitely a, a little bit of a, a shock to see the swing that happened there but uh, yeah, I, yeah i like to to hear it highlighted again um so if if seal is the uh the jordan of questions i think we we know the lebron right uh i think we've got another question right ambi yeah, so we have another question from the uh, the LeBron, so to speak, of questions from the patron channel. So, Boki, we all know that you're you're the G coat. You're the greatest Canadian of all time. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> tell us, are there any Canadian players that you think are underrated and like due for a national breakout, other than people who are currently ranked top 100? Keep in mind, this is from Zadreo, who is uh, one of Alberta's favorite sons. Meaning, I like him. I don't. I don't think. I don't even know if <laughs> okay. Alberta even knows him. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, Canada. First things first. I know you said people who aren't top 100. I think right now Canada top 100 is crazy. Like we have so many people who are doing well. Like you know, Lunar Dusk and Zuppy and like Mateo made top 100. And then like soon say like I don't know. Canada. I think right now is stronger than it's ever been probably as a whole, which is uh crazy. It's actually insane. Um. I think that a lot of the West Coast Canadian guys actually don't get as much love as they could. Um, I haven't had the chance to play them that much, but I remember at like Pinnacle in Battle of BC, I played them in bracket a little bit, and I didn't I didn't get to play too many friendlies with them. But like I think Polo's super super good. Amrak, I don't know if I've ever actually played Amrak in singles, but he is super good from what I've seen. He's incredibly fast, and everyone who uh, like talks about playing him is like this guy is like the truth. Um, so I think Amrak's really good. I think Polo's really good. Obviously, like Elliot and like Webwipe and everyone. And I think um, in Ontario, like I don't know, we have we have people who are on the come up. I think like Faust, for example. I know he uh, he didn't make the top 100, but he is like I think pretty close in that range. Like he is mm -hmm. good enough to do so if he travels more and like has good runs. I think uh, especially like online, Faust beaten like a bunch of uh, really good players. And I think uh, he hasn't had like a breakout um land performance yet but he is he's very good <laughs> I, I don't know he definitely could um yeah i don't know i think uh i think canada's in a very good spot right now to uh to push and just like have 
a, uh, I guess, takeover, honestly, is the uh, the goal. So, yeah. yeah, definitely a lot of really good underrated players from Canada. Any uh, any PEINS players? I think, um, like, I'm so bad with geography, so this might be very embarrassing. Um, I think, like, Inky and Frog are both really, really good as well. Um, I've played both of them, and I think, um, yeah, if they travel and have the chance to travel, they could also be in, like, that uh, that range of player. I don't know. I think Canada's just, like, crazy. And uh, it's funny, too, because Canada, um, I don't think there's, like, a huge spotlight on a lot of regions, like, especially the, the more out there provinces. But there's people... Uh, oh, also, I, I have one more person, too, who's a perfect example of what I'm saying, is uh, BZ. I played BZ on Ranked, yeah. and I think BZ's one of the players who I've ran into on, like, Slippy Ranked, where I'm like, oh, this guy's, like, fucking good. Like, BZ is, He's like, a fiend, uh, too. He's always on. Yeah. No, he is, like, good, good. Um, I think that if he had the chance to, to travel, he would be, like, just disgusting. So, I don't know. I think Canada just has a bunch of hidden bosses that people don't know, because, you know, they just live in some, like, random province in the middle of fucking nowhere, and <laughs> they don't have the means to, uh, like, travel, because it's so expensive and, like, such a hassle, but, yeah, I don't know, Canada's, Canada's really good right now. Do you guys claim Squid? I think so. I, I haven't talked to him that much. So I, I Actually, I talked to him at Genesis. But I think we claim them. I don't know. I, everyone I've talked to is like, yeah, we claim Squid. <laughs> it's an so, interesting story. I'm down. Because he, uh, you know, he was in Montreal this past year. Uh, yeah. And he was playing some tournaments. And everyone's like, oh, what are you doing there? And he's like, I moved back. And everyone's like, what? What's, what does that mean? Yeah, I lived here when I was a child. Like, I, I grew up here. Yeah. And now I'm back. And it was this, like, piece of information that I... I I think was not revealed before. Like I've never met anyone who knew that. Uh, yeah. Like I talked to SoCal people, and all of them were not privy to the fact that he was Canadian. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if I ask like <laughs> Griffin or something, I'm yeah. sure that Griffin might know. But like I, I asked a lot of people, and this was news to a lot of SoCal people. Yeah, I mean that's so. the kind of information you hide, man. Like True. People, people have it out for us. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Especially he's a uh, he's is he Quebecois or is he just in in Quebec right now? Uh, I'm not too sure, honestly. I don't think yeah, don't that's the type of thing you definitely don't put that on your. <laughs> no, his thing would have been so bad. It would have been so bad yeah. if he was Canadian. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck's this Quebecois guy doing? Like right, right. I mean, even Lunar embraced it. Lunar decided to be the most. Uh, annoying person he could be quebecois icy and puff and that's the only reason why it worked out yeah squid squid's too earnest it wouldn't have worked <laughs> uh but before before we get into i don't know talking about how annoying lunar is we've got a question from from a, a you know what a similarly aggravating person which is uh someone who we mentioned before he's not here he's on the teacups ride right now spinning around edwin budding okay. asks okay what do you understand about defeating yoshi that the other foxes don't um i think that i so i think that people think against yoshi like you have to camp him um as like a, a broad kind of like game plan is like camping and i think camping him works because he's yoshi i think i think the matchup's terrible i think that matchup is so bad for yoshi and i think camping works and it's a good strategy but i also think he's like in my mind the character that you can actually be aggro against the most like he is the character that i think i can play the way i want to the most against because like 
once you learn how to deal with his stuff in specific spots, like you can really, really put pressure on him. And there's a lot of little spots where like you can just like put pressure on him and like be very like aggressive. Like, and I think that people are scared to do it because you need like a, a pretty deep understanding, I think, of like how to deal with like Yoshi specific stuff. But like I have played like more games against Yoshi than like any human should probably because my brother played Yoshi and then now my roommate plays Yoshi and like by proxy of my roommate playing Yoshi like all these other Yoshis fucking I end up playing all the time too I'm like I, I don't I've played so much against Yoshi and I think it's like I don't know I, I imagine I'm probably a hard fox to learn the matchup from because a lot of the stuff that I do is like deeply ingrained in my head of just like this works in this spot and it's like intuitively like I felt it out and I've it's from like experience and uh i think that's like the the main thing it's just like i've played so much against them and i know these like little spots and these little mix-ups i can play that like are like aggro mix-ups that just get me like so much and like put a lot of pressure on the yoshi player that like i think other people would opt to like not play at all and just try to play like a lot more defensive a lot more safe and like um yeah i don't know if, if that makes sense i think uh i don't know i've played it, it's I, I don't have anything super specific, but, like, even stuff, I guess, okay, the one specific thing I always say is, like, uh, edge guarding. Like, I think uh, people don't have the best understanding of how to edge guard Yoshi. Like, I think you, his double jump, you kind of track. You, like, when he's, like, double jumping below ledge, you just, like, track where he is, and if he's by the uh, ground when it's ending, you try to, like, land on top of him, or you, like, try to hit him right before it ends, and you try to, like, play those little, like, it sounds kind of gimmicky, but it's actually really good because it's a lot of onus on him to, like, in order for him to, to beat Fox, he needs to do this crazy fucking technical stuff, which is, like, really hard to do accurately every time. So if you're putting the pressure on, he's going to mess it up sometimes. And also, like, sometimes you're just going to outplay him because you, like, chose right. And, like, there's a lot of things you can do that, like, skews, like, the, the mix-ups uh, in your favor a lot. I don't know. I'm kind of, like, word vomiting, but hopefully it, uh, it made sense <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, we'll see. If... Uh... <laughs> If, if, like, Mott Money beats Amsa, then maybe it makes sense. Okay, okay. Well, if one person can take anything from it. But, yeah, no, it's very cool. You know, you and Hugo Gonzalez, uh, brothers in arms when it comes to yeah. crediting a brother playing Yoshi for beating Amsa. Maybe so that's, that's all that's it all takes, you man. That's, that's all it takes. And if you don't have that, then I I hate to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you might not be beating Amsa. <laughs> Uh, no, that's very good to hear. Uh, good to yeah, good to get you on without blur here talking over you because I feel like we've learned a lot about your thoughts on on like specific matchups. Very very cool to hear. Um, but uh, yeah, as as we start to wind down, you know we've got our our unnamed segment, unnamed segment that maybe should have been named, affectionately known by fans as Touching Grass. Yeah. Uh, you might know there's a podcast called I think it's called Touch Grass by Afghans. We should have, we should have t- taken it, touching grass. We should have copyrighted that shit. Uh, but also, there is like a league team or something that has a podcast called Touching Grass. So I don't know what we're out here doing. Not that we came up with the title, but uh, but yes, we have uh, the unnamed uh, segment, affectionately known as Touching Grass, where I'm sure you remember we talk about stuff that has been going on in our lives that is not me- melee related. Um, I will start first, uh, which is. I've been doing a like a weirdly it wasn't a, a lot of work but it was work that felt like took up a lot of my time which was uh working on a 
a ranking of cartoon characters. So my brother is having a birthday party soon. He is an adult. He's older than I am. Uh, but sometimes, you know, it's like, uh, like you say you like music and then your, your grandma gives you like a guitar socks every Christmas or something like that. Uh, he's like, says he likes cartoons. I don't even know how much he likes them, but everyone's just like, okay, he's like the cartoon guy. (laughs) So we are making a, uh, 64 cartoon bracket, like a cartoon character. Uh, the number one scenes are. Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse, Homer Simpson, and SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, if anyone has any interest in uh, seeing the entire bracket, I posted <laughs> in the Patreon channel of our of our Discord for some reason, uh, and I will report back on on who wins. Uh, but I I don't even think I, I can't pick that as my thing for this week because I'd be remiss if I did not pick the Philadelphia Eagles making the Super Bowl for the first time in five years. Uh, now I, I probably don't need to go too much into it. One, Edwin's not here. And two, I actually already kind of talked to Edwin about this, but yeah, uh, we had not been to, we had not won a Super Bowl until we won five years ago and we are back now. Uh, basically almost the entire team is different. Our wide receivers, our running back, our coach, our quarterback, our defense is almost entirely different. Uh, and yet here we are back again. I saw a lot of people saying, well, anyone could coach the team. You have a really good team. And then I saw a lot of people saying, well, anyone can quarterback the team. You've got a really good coach. <laughs> so I don't really know what's happening here. <laughs> uh, I'm very happy. Uh, and uh, it does feel weird that everyone's like, yeah, dude, of course this is happening. Uh, I've never not felt like the underdog in terms of watching sports. So I, I don't know how it's going to work, work out. But uh, definitely has my attention and, and my like anxiety uh, going off the off the rails for the next week and a half until the game starts, but yeah, that's what's going on with me. What about uh, what about you, Eric, Ambi? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I recently had my last day at my current or my former job now. Um, so I've been recently unemployed, um, which is weird. Definitely, uh, definitely a weird feeling to not have to go to work every day. Um. I've been really busy because I'm using this time to do all the wedding planning that I haven't been doing in like the last a million years. Um, but I guess in terms of something for this podcast, um, I watched The Wandering Earth 2, which is this um, this uh, Chinese language film. It's a science fiction film uh, based on a book by the guy who wrote The Three-Body Problem. Uh, uh, and it's good. It's a... Uh, they have to move the earth out of the way of something that's going to hit the earth so they build all these crazy engines to turn the earth into a ship and then have it travel to another star and there's all this drama and like stuff it's really interesting um but that was good uh if you go watch it there's two acts so the first hour and a half of the movie is good and then you think it's gonna end and you are halfway (laughs) um i was like ready to get up and leave the theater and then uh like the fast forward 30 years and we're like okay this is the second part of the movie there's another hour and a half left in the movie um but a good movie definitely one that i would recommend i don't really i'm not a big movies guy i don't really go to the movies that yeah. often but um i went to this one and it was pretty good so yeah i watched one film that was made in china uh which was an elephant standing still came out a few years ago very good it was four hours long so I sympathize with you on this very specific thing. Uh, what about you, Moki? What's been going on? Uh, 
honestly, I have not been touching grass. I have had uh, I've had COVID. I know. So I've had COVID. I've been playing way too much Grand Theft Auto. I kind of I, I, this is like the worst answer of all time. It's just it, I'm I'm not happy with how much video games I've been playing. Um, Cause I yeah I've just been playing Grand Theft Auto with my boys basically um, a little bit and. Uh, I guess what I will say for this segment is what I'm planning on doing instead when I don't yes. have COVID. I want to, this month, I'm going to start learning 16 star for uh, Mario 64. That's what I want to do. Because I've always wanted to. I've been watching a lot of, um, spe- specifically Liam, because uh, yeah. he streams really late at night and I am up really late <laughs> at night. <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of Liam and like watching that stuff. And I've been, uh, over the last like year, I've gotten pretty into it. I'm still, ca- I don't know like shit about it but i enjoy watching the number go green you know yeah i want to i want to learn that um so that's a my goal in the next like couple days hopefully i want to get that set up with like live split and stuff and like start doing that so i can like stream them and you know do that because that seems really fun so you could always ask yeah, your mother. <laughs> no. uh, honestly yeah. a pretty easy route uh, i used to speed run it a little bit um right. and it's it's pretty beginner friendly i would say as far as speed run mm-hmm. categories go so I think you'll have a good time with that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I hope I can get a sub twenty. That's my that's my goal. I heard that's not that crazy of a goal, but I uh, that is it. <laughs> I, uh, I'll see yeah, from there, I guess. I think um, Gerg, uh, the Connecticut, Connecticut, New York, whatever, uh, the the tri-state, I guess, uh, commentator and Icy's player. Yeah, he's a uh, he's big in the speedrunning community. I think he's got like a nineteen or something. I think he can get a twenty. Okay. Why not? Why not? Well, Kirk is like a moderator in a lot of the Super Mario 64 chats. So, you know, shout outs to Gerg. True, shout outs. Yeah, no, I think you can do it. I also fell down the, the Liam rabbit hole, uh, which was, hey, I'm up. <laughs> Why not? Why not <laughs> yeah. watch? Uh, yeah, it's 2 yeah. a.m. Why not watch a couple hours? Of the, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, and then every I, run could be the run. Yeah, like, that's I'm the thing. Every road bed. could be the run. Oh I'm not going God. to bed. It's like 4 a.m., dude. What if it's at the time? I'm you know what? I stayed up till 5 a.m. the last couple <laughs> nights. So I'm going to do it tonight too. Because if I miss it, if I go to bed tonight and miss it, I'll be I'll be pretty upset. So I had that happen to me so many times, man. I can't even tell you. I'm watching the Liam run, and then I I am like I gotta go to bed, and then I see like damn he he's PP'd. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, it was bad because yeah. when I was watching, Batora was still running. So it'd be like, man, I'm watching Liam, and then oh, Liam ended his stream. Oh, Patora just started the stream in Japan. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, but I know. I, I think that in the time that I kind of stopped watching every day and started watching more uh, erratically and, and no. less, I, I think that there's been a lot. Like I, I know um, I used to watch a ton of Slippery Nip in terms of uh, 16 Star. He's he's very good, but I think it, since then it's like. I think Suiji yeah. got it, and then Ouija. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's insane. It's so crazy. Yeah, um, no, it's it's gotten bad, man. Like even Big House. Okay, I don't want to John, <laughs> but I it was like it was like the day before finals, and I like went on Twitch. It's like three a.m. I'm like getting ready to go to bed, and I see Liam. It's like thirty minutes into a run, and he's up like thirty five seconds. I'm like, but ter- fuck Big House. <laughs> like I, I need to see this. Uh, so the yeah the the numbers. <laughs> The green numbers going green is like the the Discord red little bubble. It's like my brain, yeah. my brain's not smart enough to uh, overcome that. We like uh, to think we're highly evolved until I see a number go green. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, no, I've I've been super into that, so I, I'm stoked to learn it. I think it'll be a it'll be a fun time. I think it'll be super cool. 
Uh, and I also think that it is super cool to have you on, Moki. You're a wonderful guest. It's Thank good you. to have you on. Uh, next time you beat Plup, maybe we'll have you on. It seems to be the case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seems honestly, to be just yeah, he, what he, you're doing. Yeah. Honestly, I guess he's a part of every single run I have. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's unfortunate. Um, but no, thanks for having me. It's always a fun time. Of and course. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I know we, we had to you know, work around my COVID a bit to, to do this because we, we wanted to do this like a week ago, but... I, I appreciate That's it okay. uh, having me regardless. Very happy to have you. Very good conversation here. I think that uh, very few people would have been as good as a guest for the Genesis episode as you were. Where can people follow you if they want to? If they want to see your tweets or maybe get ready for you streaming, uh, sixteen star. Um, so it's just Moki underscore Doki on everything, and I'm stupid now. I, I, I on hindsight, I'm like, I should have spelt both words like the same, like with a Y. But it's M O K Y underscore D O K I E, um, which is a hassle, I guess, because everyone spells it both with a Y, and then it, it nothing comes up. But yeah, I think it's that on everything, like Twitter, Twitch. I, my YouTube's like at Moki or something. I don't know. YouTube just put Moki in the search bar, and you'll find me. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the URL is, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if they want to find you, they'll find you. That's the good thing. Well. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you being on, and I appreciate you guys uh, at home for watching. I know that this is a pre-recorded episode. You can see that my camera is really struggling to deal with the setting sun on my end. <laughs> I'm sure I look completely washed out, but, uh, you know, I, I appreciate everyone who's watching. Uh, you know, if you want to watch these episodes live, presumably every other one is going to be actually live. They happen on twitch.tv slash Melee Stats. You can catch them on YouTube after they air at the Melee Stats archive. While you're over there on YouTube, check out Melee Stats. That's where we have our long-form content. And uh, twitter.com slash Melee Stats pod. That's where we're going to have daily results posting. We're going to have links to some of the other stuff that we do. And you can find articles uh, that we have over on MeleeStats.co, such as uh, Monday Morning Marth and Wednesday Melee. Uh, yeah, if, if you just love everything that you do, that we do, and you want to support us, best way is Patreon.com/slash/MeleeStats. You can do so there, or uh, that's also the link that you go to when Edwin has tricked you into taking a bet. You've unfortunately bet Eddie Mexico versus uh, I don't know <laughs> Panda. <laughs> uh, that's the link that you go to if if you lose a bet with Edwin Bunny. But yes, I appreciate everyone for watching, and we will see you soon. I know that there's not an event coming up soon, but we will be back probably in two weeks from now. Uh, and hopefully we've got a cool episode for you, because we've got some, some guests who are interested in stuff. We've got some ideas that we have. Uh, so hopefully next time we talk to you, we've got some good stuff for you. But we'll see you then. Peace. <laughs>